up in the sky. Look, it's captivating. It's energizing. It's Alliance's Heroes. Alliance's is the destination for entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, inventors, leaders, celebrities, and startups, where our heroes in business align. Now, here's your host flying in, David Kogan, founder of Alliance's. Uh, that's right, and it's all about heroes. I couldn't be more excited than ever being here today. Let me tell you some of the heroes coming on later. We've got the expert in esports games. It's going to teach us and talk to us about how to make money in esports. Also, later on, we have the real, the original Quincy Jones. And by the way, thank you for the feedback we continue to have from having the founder of Epic Bar. That's those special protein bars. So make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S dot com. The only place where entrepreneurs align. All right, I'm kind of like a little nervous here, shaking and stuff, because our next hero, first of all, he's probably about three, four times the size of me. He is a former NFL running back with the New York Giants, who's now a major accomplished entrepreneur and doing so much for the community. Tiki Barber, co-founder of Grove Group Management. You can reach him at grovegroupmanagement.com. First of all, Tiki, how did how, who were you named after? How did your parents come up with the name Tiki? It's a great question, and it's and it's one that doesn't have a very easy answer. But I'll give you the I'll give you the short the short version. So I'm an identical twin uh, who who also played in the NFL. His name is Rondé, but we were we were premature um, as a lot of twins are, and especially were back in the mid-70s. And so when we were uh, first delivered, we were put in incubators. And in the incubators, I was screaming my head off because I didn't like being inside the incubator. My mother and father knew an exchange student uh, when, while they were both at Virginia Tech uh, down in Blacksburg from uh, Zaire, which is now I think the Democratic Republic of Congo or Congo. or so. It's changed his name a million times. Uh, and he named us. And so he named my brother Jamel O'Ronde, which means firstborn son. Ronde comes from his middle name, obviously. And they named me Atim Kiambu, which means fiery-tempered king, because of the story about screaming my head off in this incubator. And somehow my mother took the T and the I out of the team and the K and the I out of Kiambu and came up with Tiki. Wow. It was either that or, as I tell people, she was at a bar in South Carolina, and she saw this like, beautiful sign, and right. had an umbrella in the drink, and you know, I'm going to call him Pete. I love it. Little did, those nurses, little did those nurses know at that time, which you would grow up and be and spend 10 years with the New York Giants. In fact, you are only one of three NFL players in history with a certain career stat. Tiki, steal that thunder of what those stats are. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite an accomplishment, and it's starting to get more and more recognition because running backs are evolving in the National Football League, really in college and high school as well. But I'm one of three guys who have 10,000 career rushing yards and 5,000 career receiving yards. The other two are Marshall Falk and Marcus Allen, uh, both who are Hall of Famers and had fantastic careers uh, in the National Football League. So I take, a, I take a certain sense of pride in being as diverse of an athlete an offensive athlete as I as I was in my NFL career. Now you run fast. I mean, I've seen you and I've seen your highlights and stuff. I mean, you're running like lightning and stuff. I got to ask though, <laughs> is first of all, what's going through your mind when you're running with that ball? Like how are you staying so focused and what's going through? And is it the same thing that's always going through your mind once you've got that ball and it's a one-way road? 
You know, it's funny because people always ask me, and I say I'm running scared because I don't like to get hit. Um, but, the, but, but the truth was, it was it's, a lot of it was preparation and understanding where a defense was trying to be, how they were going to attack us offensively, and then using that to my advantage. Like I, I was never the biggest guy. Um, I was never really the fastest guy either, and so even though I wasn't a fast, and so I had to use every advantage that I could find, and it was study and anticipation and and using that to my advantage, and it's, and I think it's why I was able to uh, have such a long career, uh, as you may or may not know, and your listeners may or may not know, the average career length for a running back is about three years. Uh, and I played 10, so I, I, I tripled it, uh, plus some. And, um, you know, a lot of it's because I, I, I looked at it from a, a an analytical standpoint as opposed to I'm just going to be bigger and faster and stronger than you. That doesn't work for long. Wow. I mean, it's just it's remarkable and stuff. i got to ask you another question in regards to football. Then we're going to talk about all the cool stuff that you're doing now after the NFL and stuff. Producer, uh, Celebrity producer's glue son's Luke wants to know, what your favorite play was when you were in the NFL? That's a great question because there were so many that were awesome. Sean Payton, who is now the head coach of the, uh, of the New Orleans Saints, uh, instituted a, a scheme when, when he was off the coordinator with the New York Giants, and he would put three wide receivers out to one side and then a tight end on the other side, and he would call multiple plays at the line of scrimmage. And so we could either throw a toss out the right or we could, you know, go out the other side uh, if, if the defense uh, dictated it go that way. Um, but a lot of those plays were meant to get me to the edges because I was I was small. I couldn't run between the tackles. But my favorite play actually happened uh, running through the tackles. It was a play called thirty-seven power, and so or thirty-six power, depending on which way you were going, left or right. And it was the backside pulling guard pulling um, to the to the play side, the fullback leading into the hole to the tight end side, and I would follow them. And the reason I love that play is because so many of the big guys on my side were, were leading me. And so the, the likelihood of me getting hit was much less. More importantly, there was opportunities to cut back behind all the movement. Because as I was telling you, all these guys are pulling and going one way. So the defense naturally sucks that way as well. Um, I would always find these backdoor exits and come out the backside of, of some of these plays and have some big plays. And, and in fact, the longest run in Giants history, which is the longest run of my career, was a 95-yarder against the Oakland Raiders. And it was that play because they all over-pursued it. I cut behind them and raced down the other sideline. So that was my favorite one. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know what? This is one of my favorite interviews because you're listening to me, David Kogan, <laughs> host of the Alliances Hero Show. Make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. Once again, the only place where entrepreneurs align because we have with us Tiki Barber, NFL, New York Giants for 10 years, now co-founder of Grove Group Management and also Thuzio. So talk to me, Tiki, Grove Group Management. Like, what is it? Yeah, so I, I've, I've been an entrepreneur. You mentioned Thuzio for a while. And just to take a quick step back, my first um, a post-career opportunity uh, came with Steve Ross, who was the owner of the Miami Dolphins and also Related Companies, which does a lot of market rate, uh, but also affordable housing um, and commercial properties around the world. So um, one of the first deals I did was with him in an affordable housing deal, uh, all across the East Coast. And, you know, I learned a great lesson because it was right before the market corrected itself in 09. 
And so the timing was horrendous. Uh, Steve, you know, blessedly uh, helped us out of that deal. He went on to do successful as as, it, as he always does. But it taught me about you know when to capitalize on business opportunities. Uh, and you, know, you fast forward to Studio, which I found I founded uh, with my with my partner Mark Gerson because I felt that athletes were were losing connections with their communities once they retired. And so we created essentially a marketplace that turned into an influencer marketing platform for athletes to engage, uh, doing all kinds of different things with different brands and companies. Um, as I as I started to grow and, uh, a little bit older and started to understand um, you know, some of the physical effects that were happening to former athletes, I, and I came into contact with a guy named Kevin Shin, who is the CEO of Grow Group and my co-founder, and we decided to dive into this space for a couple of reasons. One is a huge economic opportunity as the country becomes more and more accepting of cannabis and CBD products for medicinal benefits. Obviously, there are some recreational states till, uh, still, um, and 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 we know that if we um, you know educate the right way, we use these opportunities to not only you know build businesses but also to help change the some of the societal ills that have happened because of the war on drugs, we can do great and do well at the same time. So it's exciting. There's a lot to process. There's, there's so much going on in the space right now, and, and, and we're moving forward with a great team. So talk to us then about Grow Group Management itself within the cannabis yeah. area. What do they do? Yeah, so right now we're focused on a couple of things. Uh, one is finding a really a great and, and mostly minority business owners in the in the CBD space and investing in them. We just invested in two properties in Wisconsin and Michigan uh, who are manufacturers of CBD. What our expertise is, and let me back up and tell you about our team, it's, it's, it's financial executives, it's marketing executives, it's those who know how to brand products. Because if you, if anyone uh, who is a novice in the CBD space looks at it, it's confusing. And so part of it is educating and creating a brand that people know and trust and is certified. So you know that what you're getting or what what, what you're saying you're getting, you are actually getting. And it's not something from the black market that they could actually do harm. And so our business is investing in, in properties like the two that I mentioned uh, up in Wisconsin and Michigan, and then finding um, you know distributors for those manufactured products uh, and giving a trusted source of CBD products to uh, to consumers. Now, a lot of people will talk about the uh, the the THC space or the the traditional marijuana space, but in most places it's not legal. And so, um, even though the hemp bill, uh, the the farm bill has made hemp legal and, and in a sense CBD products are now legal, you have to be very careful. And I think one of our expertises is advising people on where that line exactly is. Yeah, talk to us about this state. I mean, we hear so much about uh, the hemp industry, cannabis, and uh, I mean, we get so much news thrown at us nonstop in regards to it. Uh, can you share with us really kind of where where are we at with that? Where is it? Yeah, so, so as, as you know, there are 33 states that are medicinally um, uh, where cannabis is medicinally legal. There's 11 uh, where it's recreational, uh, recreationally legal. Um, one of the things that we are hoping for uh, that'll likely happen in 2020, and if not, it'll, it'll hopefully early 2021. Uh, cannabis becomes descheduled. It becomes a drug that, the, that that is federally legal, and the reason for that is 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 twofold. 
One, there's not enough research done on the benefits of, of cannabis. The anecdotal evidence is profound. Uh, you hear it from everyone who uh, either has anxiety or depression or, or relief of pain or, or a, a, a treatment for comorbidities and cancer and autism, epilepsy, et cetera. That anecdotally is there. But until it's federally descheduled, actual clinical research is, is hard to come by. And so that's, that's one thing that we are espousing and, and, and pushing for with our contacts in, the, in, in local governments and, and, and hopefully in the federal government. Um, two, um, I think the, the reason it needs to happen is because the opioid crisis is, has taken over this, this country. And it's not just former athletes, as you hear often. It's, it's kids uh, who, who accidentally overdose. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's someone who's had a back surgery you know, when they were in their mid or late 30s and now in their 50s, uh, they can't hardly walk anymore. Uh, and they become addicted to these chemicals that are that are so damaging uh, to their bodies internally and externally. Uh, cannabis is a viable alternative, and we know that it is. We just need the research behind it to make it more mainstream. Nice, nice. We've got a little less than a minute left, but I want to ask you this, is, is the secrets that you could share. And these are secrets that you could share with young adults to really contribute it and make their mark in the community like you've done in your entire career. Yeah, I think find something that you're really, really good at and then, um, and then partner with people. A lot of, that you, you can't have pride and ownership. Uh, because the only way that you really grow uh, is to partner with with like-minded people and 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 find ways to do well, um, but also do good, if that makes sense. And that's that's how I've lived my life. It's how I've you know, you know philosophies that I've taken into the businesses that I've done, uh, including Grove Group, which is in a startup phase, but still we're excited where it's going. Awesome. Well, Tiki, definitely you partner with like-minded people by becoming and going on the Alliance's Heroes Show. That makes you a hero. You've wowed fans with New York Giants and now growing the field of the entrepreneurship with many new ventures. Tiki Barber, New York Giants, now co-founder of Grove Group Management. You can reach him at grovegroupmanagement.com. This is David Kogan with Alliances.